For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What's poppin'? Logan Murdoch here. Raja Bell there. Hey, Raja, I'm on the road right now. And, yeah, where um, you at, Logan? I mean, you know, you know, you know, I'm in the East Coast. I'm in the New York metropolitan area. At oh, the you're moment. in a borough? You're in a borough? I'm, I'm in a borough. I'm in the borough. You know what I mean? The I'm in the borough. Um, shout out to the Bronxville uh, bullies. Isn't that what the Brownsville bullies? I don't know. I don't know. I don't listen to hip hop like you do. You you know the vibes. But I'm I'm in the East Coast right now. And I was in, I made my uh my first appearance ever last night at uh at Barclays Center. It's a great venue. It was in the building. It was a go. Isn't it a great venue? I've never I've never been there before. It's a fantastic venue. Um, shout out to Williamsburg pizza. Um, some of the best concessions in the, in the, on the planet, bro. I went, so I was there, right. I think and it's Williamsburg. Is it Williamsburg? Sorry. I didn't mean to. I don't know. Like, hey. you know, concessions aren't like amazing, you know, and most arenas, they're not like amazing, right? They're not, bro. I took a lap and, you know, I usually, I usually take my laps around the concessions, probably around the first quarter, right? Because they're not packed. It's when people are trying to get to their seats. Mm-hmm. So I go around and I am walk, doing my little walk around Barclays. And I, I see this little lobster roll place that no one's at. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. Fuck it. I'm going to go for it. Right. It's not it's probably not the most kosher stuff I've ever done because you don't you don't I don't know if you get lobster rolls at a, at, a, at a sporting event. But I said, fuck it. It's New York. It's a great food city. I'm going to try it out. And there's no yep. line here. So I go, man, and I I I get my it's a lobster roll. Roger, Roger. It's a lobster roll. And um, I go to uh, I get it and I walk all the way around back to my seat. And so I and then I eat this this lobster roll and I'm like. Oh shit. 
this is phenomenal. It was mm. phenomenal, bro. Mm. To the point where I went in the third quarter of the game and I went to go get another one. Because just 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 I got another one. I doubled down on the cholesterol, and so say all that to say, I was at the Brooklyn Nets Mavericks game yesterday. Saw a lot of your old friends. Amari Stoudemire says hi. Steve Nash says hello. Yes, my Um, dudes. Your guy, your guys. It felt like a Phoenix Suns reunion up in there. Um, Saw Mark Cuban, who who went to the game. He was at the game with his son. I saw him there. I saw Mike Finley, who who should be a friend of the show. I need to hit Mike Uh, Finfo and um. And and Nico, who was a big topic of the show when we had uh, when we had Mark Hughes on, I saw them all there celebrating after the win. Yo, man, I'm gonna be real. Michael Finley, I've never met the man. I have not introduced myself to the man, but the man is sharp. Okay, the man comes correct. He's not fucking around when he comes to the arena. So Michael Finley was, and still is, in my mind, my vet. Like Mike used to hold me down in a way that very few have. Uh, you know at professionalism, dressing, and he was taught and groomed by MJ. Like he's a he's a a Chicago kid or right outside of Chicago and he came up and played at Wisconsin when MJ was, you know, doing his thing with the Bulls. And so he learned that that professionalism, that elegance, that like that's that's MJ rub off on on Finn. And Finn is a class act. Oh, this was great, man. And then like so I don't for anybody who's watched the game or who didn't watch the game, it was a. I, I started off watching the game like, oh man, like the Nets are without Kyrie, but like, yo, Kevin's dealing. He's playing point guard. He's 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 throwing the, he's throwing out a double teams because they were like double, triple, quadruple teaming him at the at the at the uh, half court line, right? So he's getting the yeah. ball. He's throwing it into. He's 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 not shooting particularly well, but he's you know he's getting into the teeth of the defense. They're doing well. They were up like thirteen, and then like Luca just goes to work. It was a phenomenal display down the stretch by the Mavericks. And that last two and a half minutes was some of the best basketball I've seen. Where Luca goes down, pop. Do I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the 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 a YMCA whack ass dirk um fadeaway and I'm gonna hit it in your face, right? And then Kevin comes back, there's a triple team coming. He says, I don't care. I'm gonna hit a three in both of y'all faces, right? And then timeout. Luca goes in. I don't know why Kevin doubled, but he did. Doubles off of a shooter. Not not the not not the most kosher thing to do. And then Dinwiddie hits a three, silences Barclays. It was phenomenal. It was a great game. I was really happy to be there. It was awesome. It was a great game. Yeah, I, I didn't catch the first half. I, I was uh, I was out, but I saw the second half, and it, it was it was a scoring exhibition by Luca. He went cold for a while but but his just individual ability to get a bucket and for for some reason and what I found really interesting was Brooklyn decided they weren't going to double Luka like they weren't really doing that they were going to take the switch they were going to let him dance and see if he could get buckets it was kind of like I can't really speak for Steve because I haven't talked to him about this but we've talked in the past about how hard it was for us to beat the Spurs because the Spurs in the in the early 2000s mid 2000s their game plan against us as the suns was to suffocate the rest of us right like sit sit in my lap sit in whoever else was on the perimeter's lap Sean Marion's lap um and let's let let Steve or Amari like try to beat us right like usually it was Amari and they would let Amari get 45 but because no one else could get theirs 
we would we would lose, you know. And the, the same with Ma- the Mavericks, who were a problem for us. They would let Steve have to try to do all the scoring, and they would try to take away everybody else. And Steve would have huge monstrous numbers, but they would lose the game. So it looked like maybe Steve, like this is just me watching the game, tried to employ that strategy with Luca. Fuck it, let Luca. Luca's going to get his anyway. Let Luca have them, and then we'll try to take everything else away. And then on the last possession. You had done you had done it all game and it got you essentially to where you want to be, which is up yep. one with at home with I don't know, what was it, nine seconds on the clock? Like this is this is catbird seat, bro. This is where we want to be. We've executed this. And then on yeah. the last fucking play, you don't stick to it. Bro, I was like, what are you doing? And then you have to, you have Kevin who who you you know this. Because you're a great defensive player. You don't double off a shooter, bro. You don't do that. And then you have to have the rotate. You have Goran having to have a, a Goran Dragic having to have a, a slight rotation, but he can't get there in time with a shooter like Dinwiddie, bro. It was just, it was, come on, man. So when I replayed it in my, when I replayed it like physically on the TV, and then because I went over that's why over you it. don't go to arenas. That We just said yes, that in the last correct. episode. So you can do this. Feet up. I mean, I was on, I was on Blue Label last night too. So I, I was chilling. I was on my. <laughs> Um, For sure. But but I was uh I watched it and I, I I don't know if it was a call. What it looked like was KD made a, a business decision, just an executive decision. Like it's really late shot clock because when Dinwiddie got it, he didn't have time to do anything else. That had to it had to go in the air. So yeah. I think what he decided was I don't think Luca's got enough time to get the pass and then another shot off. So I'm just gonna run at him right now. Like I made an executive decision and that's why. That second defender that was in the corner hadn't rotated. Because if it was a call, they would have rotated together, right? Like, as KD went, corner defender is coming up to Spencer Dinwiddie. Because there's no time for Spencer to go swing, swing into the corner. But it it looked like KD just kind of got halfway in the middle of the play and thought there wasn't enough time. And it was was a great play. It was a great shot. Um, You know, we talk about Luka being unselfish or needing to get off of it a little bit. I thought it was maturation for Luca. Great little pass. Let me get off of that. I might not be the hero, but boom, Spencer didn't we win the game and, and we're all heroes now, bro. I just want to, I don't know if I, it's been a, not hasn't been a minute. I've seen Luca play three times this season. This is the best I've seen Luca play this season. And a lot of that is because, you know, he's lost some weight. He's be- in a bit better shape than he was in the beginning of the season. Um, but man, the game is unfair. How, how easy the game comes for him, right? He got double teamed. There was a one time. I can't remember what part of the the game it was. I believe it was, it was in the first half because the, uh, where, where, you know, the media sits in Barclays is towards the visitors bench. And that's where they were. They were, um, that's where they were shooting uh, to start the game. So he's in a, he's, he's in the post. They get Luke in the post. He, I forget who's on him. He backs down, bro. There's a double team that comes and it's a very aggressive double team. He's not even phased, bro. He takes it like a quick uh, pump fake. Everyone goes for Lucas pump fakes. Everyone, everybody does. That's a quick pump fake. Excuse me. I'm going to go in for a layup here. Don't even trip. And then he sees a big on him. I think it's Andre Drummond. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to shoot this three. I don't care. I'm just going to, just going to, oops, excuse me. It's so easy to him that it's unfair. And he's talking shit to the people on the sidelines. He's just, you could tell he is born for this moment. I love watching Luca play, especially in person, bro. You might need to get up out the house to watch Luca play. Um, yeah, maybe that could be a thing. I need to go see Luca in person. Uh, he is offensive skill set wise, there 
you know, I mean, he's got a few comps in the league, a few guys that can do it of the likes of KG and I mean, not KG, I'm sorry, KD and, and obviously Kyrie is super skilled. There are guys out there, but in terms of an overall ability to get a, get a bucket and play at your own pace, never get sped up, always look under control. They're very, they're very few that, that do it like that. He's just gifted with the ball in his hands. What is it like when you get to that point of an offensive player, right? Where they're not, cause you know, when you always see this all the time with rookies and younger players, they always go too fast. It always yeah. seems like Luca was, had found his rhythm and speed. What does that do for an offensive player when they find where they don't have to be fast? They just have to just play within their flow. And when their flow goes, it's, it, it's really unstoppable. Well, I don't, I mean, I never got to that point as an offensive player. I didn't, you know, I didn't have the ball in my hands. It wasn't my style of play to to have it. Like mine was usually finishing a play with the shot. Um, but that's a mastery of your craft is what you're describing. When when you've got everything at your disposal, uh, you fully understand all strategies that will, will be used against you defensively. And you know how to counter those. And you never, ever get your process rushed. Um that's a mastery of your craft, man. Like that's, and I'm telling you, like I said, very few people in the NBA now, I'm, there are very few people ever that are able to fully master it like that. Like, you know, I don't mean to draw the comp because I feel like people are going to think it's lazy because, you know, Luca's is white and Larry Bird is white, but he, he, he reminds me of Larry Bird in that like neither one of them is super athletic. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're not beating you with quickness or anything. But if you watch Larry play, and I have my boys, like my young kids watch him play because I think he's a great person to watch. Just outthink you, you know, and just out, you know, you're playing chess and you're one step ahead of everybody and you're just, you've got these brilliant fakes and you know how to get into bodies and you create space with your leaning away. Like, you know, Luca's just fantastic. There are very few that ever did it like that. That could that could just control a game with all this hyper athleticism around you, and 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 you're basically playing it in slow motion. It's it's I've only it's funny because I've only seen I've never seen Larry Bird play, but I've only seen two people be that or well, three people be that slow and effective, and I mean that in all respect. It is yeah. Luka Doncic, Dirk Nowitzki, and Zach Randolph that are guys that are just, you're going to play at my speed at all times. Right. I think you can throw Tim Duncan in that as well. I think you can throw Tim Duncan in there as well. But those guys, I just feel like it's a different level because we're, as athletes, you're taught to be fast at all times and be, you know, making sure you're closing out at a good speed, making sure you're cutting at a great speed and all these things. But I just see when I watch a player just, just, play at their pace, no matter what their pace is, it's really refreshing. Oh, no. That, again, I mean, you would try to teach young players to, to, to play at your pace. Like when we're going, when we're in a youth practice and we're working pick and roll, um, and let's say we're going to work on a big being in a drop coverage. So my, my young guard is going to come off of the screen. His defender is going to ride him and now be on his hip kind of behind him. And now you're looking at the big defender who's about four feet back You've got him right in your sights, and you've got your defender essentially on your back hip, right? And now your roll guy is either to your left-hand side or your right-hand side. And at that moment, everyone on the planet that plays basketball wants to go fast. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the antithesis of that, which makes great players, right? Which is sitting down in that pocket and just playing at your pace, letting whatever is going to happen develop, 
keeping your dribble alive, watching it kind of unfold, letting your brain slow down, being able to make the read and conduct business. But not everyone can do that, Logan. Like I can talk to you about it. I can put you in that situation over and over again. We can practice it. We can rep it out. Some kids will have the ability to slow down in that pocket and some kids won't. Very few will ever get to a point where they can really, really slow down both physically and mentally. And it's moving like in slow motion, like, like Luca. You know what I mean? Like that is a gift. Are, 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 have you ever, have you mastered the art of slow motion basketball, Roger? Like ever? And what, I, did I'm you telling get to you unequivocally, like when they put the ball in my hand, even so Larry Brown, when I came into the league, I, they wanted big two guards to pair with Allen Iverson, like Eric Snow. Um, Aaron McKee. You know, it's to some degree, yeah, Aaron McKee, even though he played one. But they wanted that because AI was going to guard the point and we had to then guard the the twos, right? So you needed some size, but they didn't want AI on the ball. So we had to handle the ball. So this is why Larry Brown didn't love me eventually once he figured out that I wasn't a point because he tried to make me a point and shit just moved too fast for me. I couldn't, yeah. I just couldn't operate. At, like I wasn't a great decision maker at those speeds and those tight spaces, and it just Larry Brown soured I, on you. That never happens. You never. Oh, never. Time. That's a rare thing. And you never watch happens. him. Listen, sidebar. <laughs> you see him on the bench over at Memphis, bro. I, like I watch him, and I'm like, Jesus, bro. Why? Why does he still do this? Because he looks like he is angry and bothered all. I've the never time. seen someone who loves basketball as much as you do. Like simultaneously loves basketball as much as Larry Brown does, and also hate the fucking game. Correct. Just at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So uh, you made a declaration earlier this season. It was with the Lakers. Um, And I promise I'm going to bring it back. You made a declaration with the Lakers that they that they weren't going to win a title. You said they weren't going to win a championship back in like November. You said this wasn't going to happen. You weren't going to happen. Yes. I feel like a little bit of a sucker because I'm about to make this declaration right now because I didn't do it as early as you did. The Brooklyn Nets aren't winning a title, bro. It's not happening this season. I just, the way, like, and this is just from observation and watching a game, like, and also just to be another bit of news that came out yesterday, um, Ben Simmons had an epidural because he has back pain. Um, So he, they're trying, they said they're going to try to get him for the last few games of the season. No, not, I don't see that happening. And we also know how the postseason is in terms of like just basketball and basketball shape. Um, it's and so that was coming out before the game, and then I see how they how the opposing team plays Kevin when Kyrie's not there. It's already a very low margin of error, but like when you just have Kevin and you put seven guys on him, they had like a couple guys from the stands come out and guard him too a couple <laughs> of times. Um, and there's just you know they got guys, they got Patty Mills, right? You know they got Goran Dragic, but those only guys can only do too, so much, right? They're not your two and threes on it. They're not your two second and third best player. And it was just a hard watch, Roger. I don't think it's going to happen. That's my declaration. Well, uh, welcome to the club. Um, you had this. I think you had. You said this, baby. You've, we've said this off well, the air months ago. But like, I just, I, I think I'm putting my, my. I'm just doing that. Yeah. No. And but I, look, I said before, and I'll say it again. I actually hope that there's a world that Ben Simmons is playing. In, in the playoffs this year and Kyrie, the mandate gets lifted and he gets to play because I would love to see them at full strength um, just as a basketball fan, not even, you know, for my friendship with people over there, but I'd like to see it as a basketball fan. It's, it's, I didn't know anything about the epidural. That's bad news. That's just bad. That's bad business. You're not going to get, that's not going to be available to you in the capacity that it would need to be, um, if at all, th- to win a championship. So 
we can scratch that right now. Um, if Seth Curry played last night, I do imagine Brooklyn wins the game. Uh, KD doesn't need much. He doesn't need much, but he needs. he's going to need more, especially as you get into playoff games where people can really drill down on what you're doing and really game plan for it. Um, I don't think you can game plan for Kevin, though. You can't game plan for Kevin. Yeah, you can. For, for sure you can. For sure you can. You can. If he does, what do you mean? I mean, just in the way that they did last night, I'm, I'm really asking you. No, I mean, because I, I, I just see him like how he did against Milwaukee. My thing is, I just see how he did against Milwaukee, and there was really no game plan for playing it. So maybe just letting him get his shots and maybe just letting him get his scoring. Well, but he's going to get it once, right? I'm not saying you're going to stop Kevin Durant. Like, that's, that's not what I'm trying to tell you. But in terms of a game plan, a game plan doesn't have to be put in effect to stop you. The game plan is put in effect for, for us to give ourselves the best chance to win. And like with Kevin Durant, without weapons around him, I think you saw last night a team say, hey, bro, this is going to take its effect on you. We're going to throw these bodies at you over and over and over again, and we are going to roll the dice that the rest of these guys cannot beat us. And, if, and that's in a one-game scenario. We'll do it over the course of seven games if we need to. Then we're going to just try to take Kevin Durant out of the game, given any opportunity to double him, make his, make his life difficult. And you could see late in the game, Kevin Garnett, I mean, Kevin Durant, sorry, I keep saying Garnett. Kevin Durant, it was a one play. The ball got to move in. It came back to KD at the top of the key, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't ready to shoot. He wasn't ready to shoot. Like he had a yeah. wide open shot, but he hadn't gotten them in so long because the doubles there that when he finally got one, he wasn't set up, he wasn't loaded and he wasn't ready to shoot and he bricked it. And that's okay. But that's what that effect has on a guy like that. Like it, he just kind of, you know, you're like, shit, I haven't really got to play play in three quarters. So now I'm in this rhythm of just letting other guys go, other guys go, other guys go. And now when it comes back to me, I'm out of rhythm. I can't get a bucket when I need it. Then he hit the he hit the big one. Don't get me wrong, oh, but phenomenal but, shot, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, but he's a beast. That. But you yeah. can game plan for him, especially hmm. when there are not other people, are, you know, around him that can can really, you know, carry a team. It's not going to stop him, but it's going to give your team a chance to win. Now, like I, you know, I was talking to some folks. There's some, and I don't believe this to be true. There's still some optimism that like Kyrie can play home games in, in this season. I don't okay. know. I don't know if that's going to happen, but they're going to need it, bro, because that like especially this in this week, um, two days ago, Kyrie goes just bananas, bro. Just what he scored, 60 points, scored 41 in the first half in Orlando. Right. Like he's just he's he's doing a damn thing now. Like there was somebody <laughs> somebody who was like, yeah, man, it's good when. um you know, it's it's good. He's refreshed. He plays once a week. Like, yes, you know, <laughs> but uh, but it's just it's they're not going to win without a, another. They're not, I don't know if they shit. They could probably get in a playing game like and win a playing game. I can, I'm confident in that if like Kevin just goes for a crazy. No, you don't think so. Right now you play you play yeah. Toronto. Yeah, you play Toronto. You know where that game is? That's in, that's in the six or that's in the six. You ain't getting Kyrie. You know what Toronto has? Toronto has length, athleticism, and defensive prowess across the board, bro. They got OG Ananobi. They got Scotty Barnes. They got Pascal Siakam. They got bodies. I'm, I'm forgetting people for sure, but they have bodies to throw. They have Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse that showed you the boxing one on, on Steph that showed you, you know, all kind of wrinkles that he is not afraid to throw at you like that. I, I do not have them getting out of it. Mean, they could. Don't get me wrong, but... I'm not just penciling them and getting out of that playoff game in that scenario. I mean, the play-in game. 
I, I, it's it's just it's depressing, man. When you think about it, yeah. But the one thing you, that's not oh, you, you said to me last night. Let me ask you, what was the mood? You said you said after the game, the mood yeah. fell down in Brooklyn because what I was watching, you know, through the broadcast is it, I was hoping at least that they were starting to like find their mojo. They had played so many games without KD. Um, without, you know, James when when stuff was kind of funky there and they had lost 11 or whatever they lost. And I'm like, okay, maybe they had won four in a row for the first time. Maybe spirits are on the rise. They see the horizon. Like they're starting to get it together. But you say no. No, nah, I, I think, and I, I don't know fully of this, but it, it I just know vibes and it just seemed really sad. They thought it was, a, it, that they thought that that was going to be a big home win um, against Dallas. And to have like a Spencer Dinwiddie hit a three-pointer, <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Well, what the what the fuck would give you that? In, like, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, would what would give you the impression that you were beating a good Dallas team at home? Without- they were up thir- they were up thirteen, and going in the second half. Come on, bro. They were they were up thirteen, bro. They, so you're saying in game they just the the, the, the and win also was, okay the, the, they were they they had that was a collapse from the Nets last night, bro. They. That's what it was, and also the you know big, who should get a, you know who should get an Oscar this year, bro. Sorry, I'm cut. You know who who's should get an Oscar? Your man, Kevin Garnett. He should get a fucking Oscar. Garnett. I mean, Kevin Durant. It's the 19th time I've done it. Kevin Durant. Jeez, KD jeez. Should put some get an respect, Oscar. dude. Put some respect on both of their names, please. Because, like, come on, come on, dude. I just said my bad. What you want me to do? He should get an Oscar this year. His performance. He should get an Oscar. His performance for acting like he's not bothered by that Kyrie shit. Is is no is is Oscar worthy? No, nah, he's it's, been bothered lately, bro. You, he's been he's been la- he's been talking about it in the media. He's, he's, nah, he's been, but he's, he's, been he's been lashing out at New York. He's been lashing out at like the rules. He's been lashing out at his frustration over you know the legislature. He he that frustration is pointed deep down somewhere else, and he's doing a good job of concealing that. Kudos, bro. Anywho, oh, you ain't gonna touch it, on it, huh? Oh, you want to touch yeah. that? I told you that it, I feel <laughs> you guys can uh, go on the ringer.com. Anyway, um, <laughs> Roger putting me on the summer jam I mean, screen at all I times. Mean, I mean, how, Roger, in the, how in the hell, bro? How in the hell are you not as a human being supposed to feel some kind of way about? We've talked like, about this throughout the whole season, though. I, come no, on, man. We've talked about this throughout the whole season, bro. And he's one of it. Look. Like a lot of people were just, it just seemed sad, dude. It just seemed like a very, it didn't seem like a happy bunch. And you pushed back on me. You were like, no, it's, 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 it's it looks good. No, it doesn't look great. Also, like they, they were on a winning streak, but they're also like in the plan. They're not, remember they, they started out the season balling. Yep. And now they're trying to stay into, we're reaching the play on game on a lighter note. I just want to say Brooklyn. I love you. I love your borough. I love the vibe. I love everything about Brooklyn, bro. I love it. I love, I'm, I, I was at, um, I got to the arena really early um, just to see it. Like, you know, you know, when you go to new arenas, you don't know where the hell you're going. You know, yep. like you don't know where the locker rooms are, the rooms are and everything. So I find the court and I go, I'm walking to like another part of the court on the other side. And you know, when you try to cut off to the, you know, just try to like, you know, there's the baseline that reaches the sideline and you're trying to just cut through and you don't go to all the way to the end of the baseline to cut through it. Right. So I just yeah. try to cut through the court area. I didn't see this, but my man was mopping the floor, not mopping the floor, but like the dry mop or whatever. Right. Where you guys just dust the floors. I don't know what the, the term is. Yeah. And I didn't see him. 
And so I'm trying to cut across and he goes, my man, I'll move. And he like goes and he continues to mop the floor. Like most people would take that as disrespect. I respected the energy, bro. He was like, my man, I'm, I'm working here. Like something like that. And I'm like, oh shit, my bad. Yeah. I love that. I, there's that energy in New York that I fuck with. I love it. I love it. I love, I just, I love the energy, bro. I'm not mad at you. I love New York too. I've, my wife is a New Yorker. Um, she loves it in a way that I love New York for, for, for set amounts of time. I don't think I could live there. The energy I think Same. would overwhelm me. Um, yes. It's, I don't mean it in a negative way. I just don't think I'm cut for that energy all the time. I'm more low key than that. Um, but I love it. I love to be in it. Shit. I love to visit for a while. Does your, does your wife just give you the New York propaganda and talk like, does she just act like she's oh. better than you? And basically, you know how New Yorkers oh. are just know that they're better oh. than you. They know it in their heart that they are just better people than you are. I mean, even the shit that you can't even, they will argue shit. That's like inarguable. Like yes. it's dirt. It's a dirty place. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. It, it, you're like, no, it, it's, there's, yes, it smells. It is you dirt. don't smell yes. this right here? Yes. No, it's just, they'll argue anything. Yeah, it's, we get that all day. We get that all day. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. I love your city. I love the boroughs. I love everything about what you guys go. I'm, I would not live in New York. I'm a West Coast guy. I can't do it. I need to just chill out. But New York's a great place. And um, you know what? That, let's take a quick break. And I want to talk about a team we have not talked about all season. Raja didn't even want to talk about it. Up next. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man. I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. All right, we are back. We are here to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves, who Raja... Raja, what is the Timberwolves record? Don't look at your computer right now. Don't even look at you. What did you think their record was and before this segment? And what is their record right now? Yeah, I thought it was slightly above 500. You didn't want to talk about this team, right? You didn't know um, it. You didn't care. You didn't want to talk no, about this team. Not really. I'm not going to front. No, I did not. 
No. I still don't. I mean, what is there to talk about? They're going to get into playing. They're going to be in the playing in the in the Western Conference. Like, what else are they going to do? They're a fun get, team, Raja. You got to get okay. When does when does a team when does a when does a team get on your radar? What are the what are the characteristics of a team having to be on your radar? Because the Minnesota Timberwolves have been below the surface of ball, and they've beaten a couple good teams. They beat the shit out of the Lakers yesterday. That's not but, a good team. That's not a good team. So don't include them in that. Like they. That's don't. fair, but but. It was a fun game because Pat Beverly just like just did Pat Beverly things. He called Russell Westbrook trash. He <laughs> looked at LeBron. It was like he's trash. And he put his hands over his nose like it stinks in here. Mm. And just like patted mm. LeBron on the butt like you see what's popping. Like mm. did all the things that Pat Beverly does and that where you're like, should somebody fire on Pat Beverly? But like they're not about it to fight on Pat Beverly. I mean, it was one of those games. That's They won nine when, of their last ten. And I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And last night did look like they were having a good time out there. I'm simply saying, in the grand, the grand, the grander ski, the grander picture, which is the NBA playoffs. Like I don't believe them to be. But when did, no? But it doesn't have to be like that, Raja. It could just be. Hey, they're doing a good job. I like what they're doing. They're building something. No, but it is whatever are, the fuck I say. It's whatever the fuck I say. You are first always just on title of bus, dude. I don't. No, 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 no. Nope. What team nope. do you? Okay, what team do nope. you like that you know you're that's not going to win a title this year? That's just one of these type of teams. What team do I like that I know is not going to win the title this year? Um, I like Toronto. I don't think they're going to win a, a a title this year. Um, I like Utah, Dallas. I don't think they're winning a title this year. Um, I like Denver. They're not going to win a title this year. I like a lot of teams that I don't think are going to win a title. But when this you year. see the T Wolves on League Pass, you're just like, nah, I'm skipping it. <laughs> I'm mean, sorry. What the fuck? What you want me to tell you? Like, I'm skipping it. I'm, I don't want to watch the T Wolves play. <laughs> Bro, Carl Anthony Towns just dropped 60 last week. Good for Carl Anthony Towns, man. I, that is 60 ball is some work. That's some real work. I'm not even. You about sound to sit like a New Yorker right that. now. We nah. just talked about how New Yorkers are assholes. You're just being like, ah, eh, eh, ah, eh. But not King did it back in, in, in 75, okay? There's right. 30 NBA teams. I got to be fully invested in all of them. Yes. Like for Logan Murdoch, I got <laughs> I got to be fully invested in all 30 teams. Come on, man. <laughs> At least 25. The ones that are going into the postseason. This is a fun team. It has Anthony Edwards on the team. All right. Got D'Angelo Russell somehow is playing great minutes, playing like he did with the Nets. You got Carl Anthony Towns coming into its own. It's a fun team to watch. And then talk about him. Let's go. Let's go. We're, Prince, talk, we, you know, we're currently talking. You've already dragged me into it. Let's do it. Did you know that Prince is from Minnesota? I did know that Prince is from Minnesota. Yeah. Keep what's your favorite Prince song? What's, Lake what's your favorite Prince song? Um, I have a lot of favorite Prince songs, but I would have to say my favorite Prince song is, um, I think it's called Seven. Is that what it's called? Mm. Um, for this reason, I had a college teammate um, from Nigeria. His name was Tunji Awajobi really really good player in the north atlantic conference america east um him and him and malik rose used to go at it i was at b malik he was rose. at drexel yeah um and tunji's favorite song was seven and so he played it before every game like it would just be blasting and so i i i developed an appreciation for it and so that's my favorite print song and that is our Minnesota Timberwolves analysis, man. There we go, right? That's what we got. Can we, I mean, I think they're one of those teams, though, that will, like, I think they're under the radar right now. And I think when they go into the play-in and they beat a team and they get into the playoffs, I think then we'll be like, oh, what ha- what's up with the – I think they're going to be a story. I think they're fun. They have the personalities to be a, a really fun story. You know, you talk about Anthony Edwards. 
who was one of my favorite players to watch in the league. Last time I watched him play, he scored like 40 mm-hmm. in, in San Francisco. And you know, I got Carl Anthony Towns, who is finally coming into his own. I think we'll be talking about them. I'm trying to get on the the talking Timberwolves bandwagon. So when when they do become of age, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, we talked about them a long time ago. That's what I'm trying to do, Roger. That's how we no, do this fair. in this podcast. And in fairness to the Timberwolves, I mean, they're 11 games above 500. They've won nine out of their last 10. They're playing really good basketball. Um, and so, you know, I it's just a personal thing. They're not my favorite team to watch, but I, I mean, I can recognize a good team and, um, you know, probably a team that you wouldn't want to see, you know, probably with, with that, you know, with that ability to score the ball and, and some of those pieces, you know, probably a team that'd be a thorn in the side. They ain't beating nobody, but you know, a little, little tough first round test. That's a very astute observation. They ain't beat nobody in the first round of them damn playoffs. All right. Now, um, switching gears, a bit of news that literally just came down to Pike. Steph Curry has been diagnosed with sprained ligaments in his foot. Um, did you see the play, Ra? I did this see the play. Absolutely. So, when the play, like, I saw it when I got back to the room. Um, and, you know, it's basically Marcus Smart dives for a loose ball goes into Steph's legs to do it. It looked like it. Steve Kerr was fucking pissed. Um, and honestly, rightfully so. I think so. No. I the knew this is, this is why. This the is fuck why, are you pissed hey, about? Hey, 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 this is why. This is why I knew this subject was going to go. I knew, I knew it too. As soon as you I opened knew, your mouth, I, I knew what you were about to do. say. I knew what we are going to do. Roger, go ahead. Let's, let's do it. No. What happened? Well, from your vantage, you tell me. Let's go. Let you go first before I eviscerate your opinion on this. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> you clearly I didn't play any any NBA or college basketball, right? I'm not in the trenches like you. I wasn't outside. I wasn't outside. I have played. I have had an extensive pickup basketball career, Raja. And Marcus Smart is the epitome of like a go too hard all star to pick up, right? Like, dude, what the fuck? You're going after this, and you it. It just seemed like an unnecessarily play to do, but I do know that that's that's Marcus Smart's DNA. You're never gonna you're never gonna like you're never going to go full stop. Never gonna go stop going full go. Excuse me. And that's what Marcus Smart was doing. But it seemed a little wild to do that. To di- it looked like he was diving at his legs, Roger. Bro, if you cry, what the baby gonna do? That's what I. <laughs> I mean, if you out here crying, what's the baby gonna do? That, I mean, what what the fuck? <laughs> you out here talking about? A go-to hard all-star in a pickup game. That man is not in a pickup game, bro. That man feeds his family <laughs> wait, wait, by wait, playing wait, wait, basketball. Wait, wait, I shouldn't be laughing at this right now. But what'd you say? What's, what was the saying, Roger? What was the saying? Uh, if you cry, what is the baby gonna do? <laughs> no, you didn't do the A. You didn't do the A's. No, no, you I figured you I would clean it up. If you didn't hey, you get said, it the no, first time, you said. If you cry, what the baby going to do? That's what's it going to do. If you out here cry, what the goddamn baby going to do? What's the baby going to do? You know what? You're right. I mean, okay, so let me look. Here's the deal. All jokes hey, aside. You're right on that on that sp- specific piece alone. You're right. Yes. That was me, just a call bar. Let me, here's the, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. If, if we are in a pickup game and my livelihood is not on the line, I don't feed my family by doing this. Um, the culture of our team doesn't live with the way, you know, I approach this loose ball and people are going to say, Oh, you're making no, but it's real talk, man. Like every single play that you can make of substance of, of demonstration that I will sacrifice my body for this team. 
All of those add up to the DNA of a team. And in a pickup game, none of that's at stake. No one cares. We just want to get out of here, like have a good time, sweat it up and get off the court. But this is not a pickup game. This is the NBA. The Boston Celtics are trying to win a championship. They're pulling themselves up by the bootstraps from a team earlier in the year that we didn't think could do anything to a really formidable team that might be able to make some noise. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Defense is about scrap. It's about heart. It's about toughness. You are taught, and I preach to children in the third grade, that if we are going to have a chance to win games, we need every 50-50 ball. It becomes, who wants that shit more? And I say it just like that to third graders, if you want to come to my practice. Dude, does he want it more or do you want it more? And if we can go out there and get more of those than them, it gives our team a better chance to win the game. And that's preached. Good coach to good coach to good coach at every level. And that's all that was, dog. There was a ball on the ground. Marcus Smart went down to get it. Now, it's unfortunate. I mean, I don't want Steph to get hurt. Like, and I'm not even mad at Steph for not going down to get it. But that's all Marcus Smart did was dive on the ball. Raja, I'm just going to say, I don't care if I have permission or not. Next time I'm in Florida, I'm going to your, one of your third grade practices because that's that's amazing. And I need to see that from my own two eyes. <laughs> I need to see you to say that to kids. I need to see you do it. I need to see you do it because I'm going to laugh and I'm going to have to walk out and because that's that's hilarious. In, in my seventh grade practice the other night, Logan, we had we, we were rocking. Um, we were four on four shelling it, like four on four on four. Um, mm. And one of our rules is when that ball goes out of bounds, we don't stop. Like, no one's stopping and looking at it. So there was a girl's practice going on next door. The curtain was down uh, in our gym, you. and there was girls. So I had two kids on a ball that went out of bounds on opposite teams go after that ball on our side of the court, fumble it. It got kicked into the other side of the court and wound up on their court. And I had two kids in the middle of their court, like, at going after a ball. I had to yell across the thing, okay, stop, stop, stop. But that's what it's about. Like, you want them fighting for balls. I'm just so fucking happy to hear that, dog. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't have nothing for that. Give me a pound, nah, bro. That's hard. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. That's hard. That's hard. But, but I say it, I say it and fully understand. First of all, Golden State doesn't win a championship now. That's, that's a wrap. Oh, in general. I was just nah, going to yeah. talk about the implications. You know yeah, what it he, has? Huh. You know what I think it has? And, it, and I'm going to, I'm going to trigger Sasha. Wherever Jomi is, I'm going to trigger Jomi. Probably triggered myself. This has Solomon Hill, LeBron James implications. Remember, two years ago, the Lakers were in the title contention, the best team in the league, mind you. Solomon Hill goes into LeBron's ankle, just totally ends their season, right? Just It it was never the same after that. I don't know. They saying he's going to come mid-April. I know Steph, like LeBron, takes care of his body just as well, right? And will be ready of some sort. But man, that's a lot of responsibility to take on, man. It's a lot. And it's just, it's just terrible timing for this to happen with the Warriors. Awful timing. I would say um, a couple things. Number one, the, the vagueness of Woj's tweet saying that they hope, they hope that he'd be back. Like the timeline is the hope that he'd be back. That's that's already alarming, right? And we already talked because, about that with Ben Simmons, because they hope he'll be back in time for the postseason. That means he's not gonna be back in time for the postseason or not back as himself, right? Steph already has issues with feet and ankles, uh, right? Like that was that was something that he had to take care of early in his career. So yeah, their their margin for error wasn't wasn't great enough. I I imagine this derails it. So are they going to the uh, who's going to the finals? And is it Phoenix? Is it just Cloud? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we going through we going to Phoenix. So yeah, all right. 
I'm gonna just let, let's 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 talk to, to all my Scottsdale people, to all my Scottsdale folks, to all my um, what was it? Uh, to all my Phoenix people, mm-hmm. everybody Paradise at the, Valley, we everybody out there, Paradise Valley, Tempe. you know, uh, you know, Tempe, yeah. you know what yeah, I'm saying? Glendale, 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 Glendale. Shout out to all my peeps, even up in Flagstaff. You know, mm-hmm. we see you, Sky Harbor, we see you. Can you please get Roger Bell up out of his house and in the building for that? <laughs> get him a get him a front row seat, please, next to Jukes. All right. <laughs> All right, at the finals, okay? Jukes. Hey, hey, we need courtside for Ra Ra, all right? Everybody go, do what you got to do. Y'all know y'all got his number. Stop playing, mm-hmm. you know? What's your mm-hmm. rider say? First class? You need first class seats to uh, Sky Harbor? Where we, yeah, that's too we long of a flight. I'm not that dude, though, really. I'm not. You could catch me on an economy flight a lot of, in a lot of places, you know what I mean? Like, But for those long flights, bro, yeah, I'm going to need, I'm going to need. Like going up and down the eastern seaboard, bro, man, I hop on anywhere. I don't care. It's I, cool, I don't have right? super long legs. I'm not tripping. I'm not that dude. But when we're taking those long cross countries, yeah, I'm going to need a little extra leg room, dog. Yo, yo, real quick side note, bro. When I was flying over to the East Coast, man, I had the, um, it was beautiful. I had, you know, because I'm, you know, shout out to United. You know, this ain't a plug. It's just a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so um, I I got on, I got my, I got a little upgrade because, you know, shout out to, you know, being a platinum member, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A little, little pop your collar for that. And they treated me so well on this trip. It's you know the, the you know flights from the West Coast are are crazy going back east, right? Right. Man, they had me with the French toast popping, raw. You know, had a second meal. Mm. Then I had the reclining seat, bro, with the, the with jo- the little ooh-ah. the drone that went all the way to the bed. Went all the way. Well, not quite all the way to the bed because that's first class. I was like second business. You feel me? Because they upgraded me. Right. And they, but I had that right. Had my own little section. It was an early flight, so I got to. I got to like there was no one around for miles, so I got to really just to to just put my feet up. So what I'm, I bring that to say all that to say Phoenix. We need those accommodations for Ra Ra. Okay, we need to get him <laughs> to, to the NBA Finals. <laughs> Phoenix, what's popping? What's going on? All right, if Phoenix, if Phoenix is in the finals this year, I owe my wife a trip out there. If Phoenix is in the finals. I'm gonna take the Bell family. We're gonna go out and, and kick it out. What's in Phoenix, Phoenix like I haven't in June? Been, I haven't been back to Phoenix to visit Phoenix um, in any capacity since I left. I've been there with the Cavs. Uh, but I haven't been there like a couple golf trips. I, I I couldn't go on. We're out there, but I will. Uh, I will go out if they if they're in the finals this year. I'm in the building. I'm there. Okay. All right. Well, um, you know, let's uh, let's go to a little segment we like to call "Real of the Week" before we get on out of here. Yeah. I'm gonna go with you know this is gonna be a cop out, man. But I'm just gonna go out with not even a cop out. This is. I'm just going to be real. I'm going to go with the whole borough of Brooklyn, okay? Because I love you. I love you. I really do. About to go kick it today. Um, and I was walking down Fulton. The energy was great. You know, went on Atlantic. All my peeps, everybody, shout out Big. You know, shout out, shout out all my Brooklyn folks. You know, we out here. Machine Gun Funk was playing, Raja out there <laughs> you know it's just a different vibe dog i love it here but i'm go- I'm going back home no 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 don't get it messed up but i love it shout out to brooklyn there you go um it's tough you shout out a whole okay uh, you know who i'm gonna go with man i'm gonna go with the goat real one of the week one thomas brady i knew you were saying, gonna do it yeah of course i gotta do it man like 
retirement always like seems cool and sounds good. And if you're really ready to shut it down and you've accomplished all that you want to accomplish and you've got the competitive juices out, hey, there's a time for it. But if there's anything left in the tank at all, and I can say this because like when my career ended, I did still have something left in the tank. And so if there's anything left in the tank, run that thing until the wheels fall off, bro. And Tom said, I'm back, baby. A couple weeks with the fam, two months with the family. I want to play football again. And he's back. And I can dig it. Real one. Tom Brady. This is like your seventh time giving Tom Brady a one of the week. I just no, want, it is I, not. I don't have a no, yes, it is, bro. Erroneous on all you counts. Love, nope. You love Tom Brady. You I love, actually. I, I don't, I oh don't know God. how I feel about that, dude. You always I was the like biggest Tom Brady. Brady hater. I've told you this. I've told you this. I think I've said this on the pod. I thought I hated Tom Brady for life, but it wasn't Tom Brady because once he left the Patriots, I found a real appreciation for Tom Brady. So it was the Patriots that I didn't really like. It wasn't Tom Brady. So I do. I get, listen, you got to see a different side of Tom. Started to see a little bit of a, a personality a come swag. out. Yeah, dog. Like I mess with what, you know what, what I think it is. Like? You know what I think it is. I don't know if this is true, but it's a little conspiracy theory. Huh. I think you might have some just overall against like the, like you know New England, and then no. he went down to Florida, and you're just like, oh yeah, that's my kind of guy. That's my kind of guy. I'm just saying. What's the you know? um, school in Boston, man? I I, I, yeah. I I love Fenway. I like I like to ride the T. Shout out to T. Anthony's, mm, uh, Carmella, okay. some of my favorite people up there on Commonwealth Ave. Yeah, you already know. All right, man. It's time for me to get on the F train. I um, it's been a good it's been a good week, man. Um, that's been our Thursday edition of Real Ones. Make sure you check us out every Mondays and Thursdays. But in the meantime, make sure you check out all of our slate across the Ringer verse. Actually, check out the Ringer verse. There's one other thing that I've been reading to like shout out because I really love this uh, podcast. Um, it's on the Ringer. It's on the Ringer Dish. It's called Just Like Us. It's about Raja, it's actually pretty good. It's about the tabloid era and the history of the tabloid era. It's called Just Like Us. I really like that podcast. It's really fun. Every Monday, I've been locked in. It's been really good. I really want to, I can't wait for my Mondays after I record real ones to go listen to that on Ringer Dish. So go make sure you check out Just Like Us on the Ringer Dish feed. Make sure you also check out Upside High on the NBA feed along with Weekends with Waz. Also, make sure you follow the void. With KOC, fall in the void, fall in the void. With KOC, fall in the void, fall in the void. Okay, and then make sure you go check out group chat. Make sure you go check out the answer with Sirius Sohi and Chris Ryan. Time to keep the propaganda going. I'm on the East Coast, but it don't matter. We're going to still do it. Make sure you, with R2C2, you lock in with R2C2. With who, Rajavel? Vallejo legend, the Crestside clown, C.C. Sabathia. Damn right. Make sure you check out. Black Girl Songbook Season 3 on the way with who, Roger Bell? Mm, it's the homegirl town legend, Miss Danielle Smith. Also, a programming note, Roger will not be here next next week. I don't know. He just, uh, he's he's about to go. Ch- he's Shout not out to be Falters. I'm in the building Wednesday night, baby. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's all going right. down. Well, Park City's here we come. Well, all right. Well, we will see. We'll see Raja in two weeks. We'll see Raja. He's taking a week off from the program. Going to go on the slow ski, shoo, ski, ski, mm. ski. Make sure you be safe out there, player. We will see you on Monday with a special guest host. Holla.